Oh, we're doing this. Hi, podcast number three. It's podcast number three. Yay! We're having a little party for podcast number three. We actually are having a party. It's family day podcast. There's so many people in this lounge room with us. I'm going to, you know, have you ever listened to Rob Bell's podcast and I always tell you who's in the room? Like a little ro- roll call. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and someone, and a bell, oh. <laughs> oh, there's a, maybe. Someone's getting someone's sexy getting... text. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I think someone just told you you're fine, Candy. Ooh, I You know, agree. you know it's a party. So, um, um, so Candy's here. And so she's Candy's here. Gorgeous. Hi, guys. And, and, and it's good that someone told her she's fine because oh, her you. outfit is so fine yeah. that I wish it was video that you could see just oh, how cute you. she looks. Yeah. Everything is working. Everything. That outfit is a gift to every person on the Every planet. one of us. Yes. Thank it possibly brings up all of our insecurities. <laughs> nice segue, Roy. Nice segue. Oh, oh, that was. Yes, it keeps on giving. And that was a good text. I won't say that one out loud. But oh, blow it up. Okay, so so uh, we also have um, beautiful Michelle here, and yeah. Michelle's sister is here. Visiting. Hi, Michelle's sister. Um, tell me your first name again. Danielle. Danielle. And sweet Matthew Wilson. And Matthew is back from a little hiatus. I'm present. And guess what, you guys? My mom and dad are here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so we're having a whole family party to talk about the miracle of insecurity. That's right, the miracle of insecurity. That's so right. that was our great topic tonight. We, we started with insecurity, mm-hmm. and then Natalie and I had a very insecure week. Yes. And then there were miracles. So many miracles. Uh, all the miracles. All of them. So then we call it the miracle of insecurity. Yeah. And I think this is it, and it's happening now as I say it out loud, but... Is the miracle of insecurity one that you can move through it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And y- you can survive living and walking through your insecurity, yeah. holding your insecurity. Yep. And the miracle of that is that there's a miracle at the other end of it. That's right. Right? That's right. Because you have to live sort of, living through the insecurity almost makes um, the miracle the sweet reward. That's right. Because you already are living the reward and then there's like the cherry on top reward. And there's always a cherry. There's always one. I know, like any good Sunday. That's right. Um, but, but I think that's the interesting thing is that often when we're like deep mired in our insecurity, we want to know what the miracle is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like that's our attachment is knowing the, the outcome, knowing the result. Mm-hmm. But can we walk through our insecurity? Can we feel how vulnerable it feels mm-hmm. to feel all the parts of us that maybe we feel ashamed about or we feel are not lovable? And be with life. Yeah. And take life on life's terms. And one thing I think is really important for us to remember is that we as humans actually have designed our life and our evolution and our process in such a way that we move through it like a journey. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I was hearing something that Abraham Hicks was talking about recently, and they were saying that you could go out in the world and just if you had a craving for an ice cream sundae, you could just walk five minutes and go and buy an ice cream sundae. And then there's also the situation of walking miles and miles through the desert and then finding this like perfect ice cream sundae frozen in the sand and you dig it up and you eat it. And there's something for us that we tell this story that the ice cream sundae that we had to work so hard for and earn and struggle to get tastes better. Mm. But here's the thing. All ice cream sundaes (laughs) taste the same. 
That's right. So we create a story that we have to struggle and earn it in order for it to be so good and feel so good, but it's actually only because we as humans are designed to be in process. We are designed to go on a journey. And then we sort of forget that that was the intention. And so then when we're in the middle of the journey, we get insecure. We get scared. We don't want to be on the journey anymore. It's we like, forget we, that we designed it this way. Right. We, we feel like there's something wrong because we're not there yet. Yes. When the whole point of being here and, and going on this path is to be where we are on the journey. Exactly where we are. Yeah. And we were talking tonight, and this is one of my favorite things, is the idea of when we were all babies and we were learning how to walk, how many hundreds of times we get up to try to walk and fell and hurt ourselves and cried and it hurt so bad. And then the only thing we did was go, mm, okay, and we got up and tried again. You know what I thought about when you were talking about that today is I thought about all the bad shows I've directed. Yeah. That's how I became a director. Is yes. I directed a lot of bad shows yes. and I learned what didn't work yes and so that eventually after doing it over and over again I got to be good at it yeah because I saw what didn't work because it was a process because it was a process and when I was in college I really didn't have an attachment to being a director so that's why I could do it over and over again is I wanted to be I was writing mm -hmm. and I thought like my life was gonna take me in the path of writing so I was just directing by means to get my work up and also because I would often get crushes on cute boys and then mm. tell them to come be in my shows. Every time. That's why I became an actor. Uh, right? I think of all the cute boys I get to kiss in the scenes. So did you and I just end up in the arts because... Uh, flirting. Yeah, yeah. flirting. Yeah. I, maybe that's why everything happens in life. I think it is. I think that's why everything happens. <laughs> it's a process. That's why our soul grows. <laughs> um, I mean, if my parents hadn't flirted with each other back in the day, I might not be here. I know, and I'm so glad that they did. Right? Yeah. They're so cute. <laughs> Look how cute they are. <laughs> Um, one person that we were talking a lot about tonight, because it's the summer of Osho, is we were talking about Osho, and my favorite quote that we were using from him tonight is he says, only idiots feel secure. Yeah. I love that Osho just tells it as it is. Um, he says, a really alive man will always feel insecure because there isn't a such thing as security because life isn't a mechanical process. We're not robots, we're not machines. And so we can never be certain exactly how something's gonna go or something's gonna work. That life is purposefully unpredictable. It's purposefully a mystery. We don't know what's going to happen. So of course, there's no such thing as security for us. And, and Osho says in another one of his books about fear that the only person who's secure is a dead man. Yeah. Because only when your body is dead do you know exactly what's going on with it. That's just what it is. It's just dead now. It's just so dead. it's fully in its security. But being alive and being in the moment and being present and risking the hard conversations, going to hard auditions, risking putting yourself out there, there is no security in that. So naturally, we will feel insecure. So the only problem is that when we start to feel insecure, we say, oh, now there's a problem to solve. Now there's something wrong oh. with me. But actually, what if it's just the whole nature of the process that we're supposed to feel insecure, right. and our only problem is having a problem with right. it? Right. The problem is our problem with insecurity. That's right. As opposed to saying, oh, look at this juicy, yummy insecurity that is my knowing that I'm aliveness. It's, in a way, it's like it knows it's on the right track, mm -hmm. right? Because we're not... Because we don't have anything to hold on to. Right. Like, I feel like all uh, summer long, reading Osho, he's constantly talking about um, where is it that we're building false security for ourselves? Mm -hmm. Is it in this relationship that I feel like I need to hold on to? Is it in this job? Is it in this goal? Is it in, is it in this religion? You mm -hmm. know? It's like we're constantly building structures, belief systems, patterns, 
things in form uh, to tell us I am safe now. Mm -hmm. I've labeled this, I have this in a nice box, and now I'm safe. Mm -hmm. And that every time we're doing that, we're actually killing our aliveness, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Every time we, we're like, I got something to hold on to now, we're actually inhibiting ourselves, limiting ourselves. Yeah. So that if we can be brave enough to live in this place of openness, I don't know what's going to happen in the next five minutes, in the next hour, in the next day, and then be in a different relationship with life naturally we'll feel all that insecurity coming up but that tells us like now we're meeting life fresh now we're not repeating the yesterday the day before what our parents told us sorry parents but like <laughs> uh, uh, uh cultural ideas of, of what is supposedly right we're living on the edge of this moment and like when osho talks about also is is in the, the edge that 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 very like you tipping know point. tipping point um is when spirit can like be alive the most in us, right? Because we're not kind of trying to recycle or rebrand or respew. We're just like letting what else? Yeah. What don't I know yet? Exactly. Because here's the thing: if we are feeling secure, then we will always, from a place of that security, control, manage, and and try to manipulate. Yes. But when we are completely in insecurity, we get to a place of I surrender. I hope someone has a better idea than me because I got no ideas left. Right. And that's when the magic happens. It's like a great scene, right? It's like if you're working with a scene partner and all of a sudden you forget your line and you're on stage and something has to happen, all of a sudden there's a level of presence and connection. Some magic happens in that moment that you could have rehearsed it 200 times perfectly and it would have never been that moment. And that's actually what we're all as artists craving and then we all as humans try to move away from. So what if we could say, what if my artist knows better than my ego? Yep. And what if the thing inside of me that says, trust me, feeling insecure, feeling scared, feeling like you have no idea what the fuck's going to happen is actually the place that you want to be. So every time you're in that place, go, I did it right. Here we go. Because doesn't surrender just take huge faith? Mm -hmm. I mean, to, to be that open, you believe that there's something... Something else. Uh, something else. Yeah. Something else that's going to happen. I, I I thought of it many times this week, that Oprah story of her walking around the track. Yes. <laughs> go singing, I surrender, Lord. <laughs> there are times this week putting on my makeup, I just singing, I, I surrender. surrender, Lord. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what you got? Um, and, uh, and I loved thinking about meeting life, like, as you were saying, like the way we would do in a great improv scene, mm. right? Or the way a great jazz musician meets the space where they don't know what notes coming out of them mm -hmm. next right mm -hmm. but the, that and that is the real truth yeah is that that's what every single moment is there's this other great spiritual teacher that i talk about a lot his name is mark roy he's my dad he's sitting over there oh, and hi, mark. dad was telling me this week that the mind can only solve problems that the mind got itself into mm. But things that come up that have nothing to do with your mind, you can't use your mind to solve it or fix it. Good, right? Dad, wait, I'm in love with that, Mark Roy. <laughs> the mind can only solve problems the mind got itself into. Like you can only, only use mm -hmm. logic to mm -hmm. solve problems 
that logic created. That's because right. the mind only knows what it already knows. It doesn't know what it doesn't know yet. Yes. So if there is insecurity coming up and we try to use our mind to fix it, the mind is only going to tell us who we were and how we used to do things. It has no idea how to deal with this new expansion that's happening. So we have to get to that point where we go, I don't know. And it's perfect that I don't. I feel that way completely about being a director. Is like it, the more that I have experienced being a director, I know my job is to show up in the scene and not know, and hold the space through which knowing can be discovered. Right. Just to butt in here, yeah, worked on a great project, and I got to watch yes. you. You really don't know with when you're working on a film or on TV what can happen so your insecurities can get really loud yeah. especially when there's so much unpredictability going on so as an artist we we had a great experience we had a great miracle this weekend mm -hmm. right but we also all had to go through the insecurity of not knowing so what is the biggest lesson each time you work on a project how do you grow from that point of like, okay, this is going to happen every time. I'm yep. not going to know every time. Ooh, I, can I, may I, may I? Absolutely. <laughs> so every time I work on a project, I know that there's some part of my character that's going to have to grow, right? And so sometimes I'm always like, what's it going to be now? And I never know what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the growth is going to happen. I just know that on the other end, I come out changed. So it's always very interesting because I go in thinking that it's about creating this piece of art, and that happens, but there's always something else that's going on. So it's, can I not be in resistance to what is happening? And, and it's challenging, because I've had that growth happen in both ways, in successes and in quote-unquote failures, right? And it's, can I be the space through which whatever wants to occur can occur? But I have found for myself, and this is just me speaking for myself, is in my own creative process, if I don't get into rumination like we were talking about or getting into my mind to try to solve it, a solution always presents itself in the moment, right? So I could sit at home all day and like talk about different characters' motivations and what blocking might tell the story the best way. And you know, like I could do all of that homework that they teach you how to do in school, right? When I'm my best, is when I throw all my homework away and I'm just in the moment and allow what wants to occur naturally and spontaneously in the moment to occur. And that happens not only uh, with actors in the scene, but also in interpersonal conflict, which mm. you and I, like we had some crew people that had some- We, had a, we had a lot of fun. We had, we had, <laughs> yeah. some, we had some space to hold. There was yes. a big curriculum. Yes. We had some yes. space to hold, right? Yes. So, and all, all we could do is respond to what was happening in that moment right. the way that our, our guts did. Right. With right. communication. Yeah. yeah. We handled the fun very well. Yeah, and exactly. I really feel like as an actor on, on set, I really feel like what I learned really profoundly is that I always knew that as an artist, my job was to show up and be like, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's just see. Let's just play. Let's see what's going to happen. But what I didn't realize is that that can also transcend the scene and you can actually do that with the people that you're working with. So that when you're having uh, lunch together, when you're um, getting your makeup done, when you're just communicating with the other people that are around you, you can incorporate them into the insecurity, into the not knowing, because then you get to do it as a community. That's and right. if you're doing it 
when the camera is not rolling as a community, then the magic that can bubble up when the camera does start rolling is a totally different thing. And so I think that sometimes we can really even get caught up in our own stuff, in our own process, and we can sort of abandon the fact that there's other people also going through their own process. But really, when we can all be totally transparent with our process together, that's when you make the real magic and the real art. Mm -hmm. So you know what just hit me, came in? is like, you know, when Osho talks about the desire to control or manipulate us because we don't have faith. I was thinking about little high school Kristen, who like, if I knew I was going to talk on the phone with a cute boy, I'd like rehearse what I was going to say. Yes. Right? Didn't we right? all? Didn't we all? Like you think Write about, okay, okay, if you said this, or here's a couple yes. talking points that I could talk about, right? But all of that is, I'm afraid. I'm insecure. I don't know what's going to happen. So I want to make a plan. Yeah. As opposed to can I just show up in this moment and let life be this dance that occurs spontaneously when energies meet, right? And that, that we're constantly making stuff, whether we're making a relationship, we're making a class, or we're making a movie, we're constantly in creation every time we wake up and we get out of bed. And can we have faith in either, you want to call it yourself or, or what have you, the purple people eater, but can there be faith enough to trust that the that like that the dance will occur, and that we even if we feel insecure, we don't have to be afraid of, of doing it, or we can move through the fear and see what happens on the other side. And it's like not only will the dance occur, but probably the most fun we ever had dancing was when we didn't care how good it was. Oh, snaps, Roy, snaps! Yes! I love it when you come in with a good zinger. I try once in a while. Um, and Osho has a zinger for us, too. This is our little quote from today. Zing away. Don't call it uncertainty, call it wonder. Don't call it insecurity, call it freedom. Hmm. Freedom to laugh and dance and play and fuck it up and get it wrong and do it all over again. Yeah. My mom's hitting me because I swore. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> um, I just realized we have, like, talked our faces off. Do you have any questions? No, you simultaneously answered a lot of my questions. One question that I did want to ask was, how can you identify your own personal expansion? Because for everyone it's different, and sometimes I think the culmination of the process you're talking about can end well, and sometimes, you know, it ends... Where, you know, there's still hurt and stuff, mm. but there's still expansion there. How do you identify your own personal expansion? Here's the thing. For me, expansion will always feel like tension and confusion. Mm. Because if I'm somewhere I've never been before, then my system isn't going to think it's a walk in the park. Because I've never done it before. I've never been here before. So if my brain starts ruminating and trying to say, what, what should you not do now? What should you do now? Should you do this? Is this right? Is this right? Is it? And my brain starts telling me how confused I am. Then it's like Michael Beckwith always says, ooh, when you're confused, you're on the right track. Because now your body, your mind, your spirit is going somewhere it's never gone before. So the minute you find yourself not knowing the answer, it's like the answer is finding its way to you. Mm -hmm. And so if you can just get comfortable in the tension and be like, tension means growth. It's like growing pains when you're a kid, right? And your arms start growing and you're like, yeah, it doesn't feel good, but it's growth. And so I feel like growth is naturally meant to feel like that little seedling going up through the earth. And it's not meant to feel comfortable because it's moving us out of our comfort zone. Well, and also I just wanted to sort of touch base. I know we don't have that much time, but just what came up for you briefly this week? Because I think that was such an important thing for me to watch, to listen to and create today. Oh, that's so, so much to get oh. into with a, a, a moment left. Um, 
how do we say that? Do Even we, just like the culmination of like what came out of it or just, you know, what, what personal lesson maybe came up for you guys? Well, I think that what we realized is that both of us had massive insecurities come up this week and they manifested in totally different forms. Yeah. So Kristen's uh, insecurity manifested as people really being upset with her and her just having to deal with that. My insecurity had to do with my insecurity as an artist and how much I really trusted in my instrument or not. And what was interesting is the same situation gave us different triggers, gave us the same lesson. So it really feels like all of us are all just hugging each other home. We're all on this path learning these lessons one at a time and we can all relate to one another's lessons because ultimately we all learn them all. It's all the same lesson, right? We're just learning it in different ways. We're doing different dances. Oh, we're doing different dances. We're doing different dances. I love dances. dancing with you. It's fun to dance with you. The best. You wear the cutest outfits when we dance. I know. Um, um, thank you guys so much for listening tonight. We thank talked you. our little faces off. And um, we hope to see you at Create sometime soon. And if not, uh, we'll see you back here next week. Woohoo! Awesome job, guys. <laughs> If you want to know about the Create Workshop series, you can go to www.thecreateseries.com. And if you want to know more about us, you can go to kristenhenge.com or natalieroy.com. And if you want to come to Create, you can go to the Actors Green Room in New York City. Um, and it is Sunday nights from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And their website is www.theactorsgreenroom.com and you can buy Create On Demand if you don't live in New York City. Woohoo!